Hello and welcome to the Emmanuel Croydon podcast. At Emmanuel Croydon, we exist to be a community drawn together by our desire to know and follow Jesus. We long to become disciples of Jesus who are equipped to serve him in the whole of life, transforming families, communities and workplaces as we love God with heart, mind, soul and strength. We hope you enjoy this week's talk from the morning services. Thank you for joining us today. Grace and peace to you. So I'm going to read Colossians 1, 3 to 14, and it's on page 1192. And then I'm going to go across to... For chapter 2 um, and read verses 6 and 7. So I'm going to start at verse 3. <coughs> we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, because we have heard of your faith in Jesus Christ and of the love you have for all the saints, the faith and love that spring from hope that is stored up for you in heaven and that you have already heard about in the word of the truth. The gospel that has come to you. All over the world, this gospel is bearing fruit, growing, just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and understood God's grace in all its truth. You learned it from Ephesus, our dear fellow servant, who is faithful minister of Christ on our behalf, and who also told us of your love in the Spirit. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And we pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you might have great endurance and patience and joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption the forgiveness of sins. So I'm going across to chapter 2, verse 6. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. This is the word of the Lord. What can I give him? What can I give to the Lord? What a question to ask for the year ahead. I wonder what you're looking for as the new year starts. Perhaps you feel it's time for something new in your life. Perhaps it's time for a new look. Uh, Perhaps it's time for a new destination for you. Perhaps it's time for a new body. Perhaps you didn't get what you needed for Christmas. Perhaps it's time for a new purchase. Perhaps it's time for a new job. Perhaps it's time for a new hobby. Spent too much time speaking to people over Christmas. Well, I don't know what is 
foremost on your mind. I know there's plenty of advertising boards that will encourage us to pursue one or other of those. But how about this? How about if what we need for 2024 is just the very same thing that we needed for 2023 and 2022 and every single year before that and the one after? Nothing more. How about if the best thing you could do for 2024 is basically just carry on? Now, that's not really going to sell you um, a million copies, is it, of a book uh, in the new year about how to refresh your life. But it may be just what you and I need. 2,000 years ago, the Christians in Colossae, they were wondering something similar. There's a picture of it now. It looked uh, significantly more bustly and busy at that time. Do we need something more? Do we need something bigger, something new, or something higher, something better than what we've received? And particularly for them, they were thinking about the faith that they'd received, whether they could have like a supercharged version. And the Apostle Paul wrote to them, uh, the letter to the Colossians, you can read it in the scriptures, fantastic letter to read, to encourage them to say, look, you don't. You don't need anything more to carry on. You have Jesus, and Jesus is enough. And I'm tempted, seeing some of my Pentecostal friends, to encourage you to turn to the person and say to them, Jesus is enough. Yeah, you're learning, you're learning. That's all right. There's a little bit of a cross-cultural mission for you right there. Good. Okay. So listen, how how did he communicate this? Well, he gave them a pep talk. And that's basically what the letter of the Colossians is. And particularly these verses 6 and 7. Actually, Sam, can we just have those verses up on the screen? Fantastic. Thank you. So then, just as you receive Jesus Christ as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Fantastic verse. Or if you like, simplified, keep going, keep growing, and keep glowing. Okay, that was, those are three headings I heard 22 years ago. I haven't thought of better ones yet. So there you go. Uh, full disclosure. I haven't been able to improve on them. Keep going, first of all. Keep going. So then, just as you receive Jesus Christ as Lord, continue to leave, uh, live your lives in him. Keep going. In 2024, keep going. Keep going in Jesus. To be a Christian means to receive Jesus Christ as Lord. To receive That fact that he is Lord, he is the greatest figure of all history, the greatest figure in your life. To believe that he died for your sins, that he was buried three days later, rose again, as God had promised. To receive him means to receive his forgiveness. It means to receive new spiritual life from him. It means to receive him as Lord, as the one who is going to be uh, your king, the one one you live for. He's going to be your compass, the one who directs your life. It's going to be your goal, the one you're seeking to dwell with in eternity. That's what it means to be a Christian. The Christian life starts with receiving the gospel. And the key to the future of every Christian is to keep going down that same road. Continue to live your lives in him. So the Christian life, if you like, is an endurance challenge, fundamentally. It's not a sprint. Now, does anyone know what this is? Yeah, Amy, what is it? It's a skipping rope. Whose skipping rope is it? Yours. Very good. Right. Do you want to come up here? Come, come and here. Right. Well done. Okay, so this is what's happened in the Adams household uh, these last couple of days. 
so, um, well, in fact, why don't you explain to us? So, are you the are you the only person to have skipped this Christmas? Did anyone else skip? Everyone wanted to skip. Everyone wanted to skip. That's right. And had there's been a little bit of discussion about who gets to skip? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Who's the best skipper in our house? I don't know. I, I think it's you. Yeah. Who, who's been trying to skip, to learn to skip in our household? Robin. Robin, yeah. Anyone else? Who's a bit taller? Mummy. Mummy. So, why do, should we see how she's getting on? Okay. The, the Christian life is an endurance challenge. Um, now, it wouldn't be fair to, um, to do this to my wife without... Um, uh, Without agreeing the same. Okay, so I, you know, you've got to give as good as you get. So, uh, right. Okay, now, the question is, who is going to... Now, Imbim, just come back a little bit, because we don't want to trash the church. They won't invite me back. Um, Okay, so who is going to keep going for the longest? Now, I need to tell you, my wife had not skipped until three days ago. Genuinely. That is an... there's There's a story for you to share with her. Okay, but it's genuinely true. So she's been working very hard on this. I, I barely convinced her to come to church this morning. But anyway, right, here we go. Okay, Imbim, are you ready? Let's see who lasts the longest. Here we go. Go. Oh. <laughs> wow, well done, well done. Good. Thank you so much. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, well done, well done, well done, you take that with you, that's very, very good. And that is a little metaphor of what my whole family has to do all the time. Thank you guys, coming and being guinea pigs. Um, My wife is always better at everything than I am. Good. Right. Okay, so, an endurance challenge. Keeping going, skipping is hard. Keeping going in the Christian life is hard. But it's not just keeping going any old way. It's keeping going, continue to live your lives in him. That's where we look for the energy to sustain us as Christians. And we need to say that, don't we? Because there are so many other places that we might try to continue in. So we might try to continue in our own strength. We might try to keep relying on our own strength of will for 2024. And depending how strong our wills are, that will either be very disappointing very quickly... Or it will be deceptively successful for a while, because we're going to keep on grinding on. But eventually, either way, it will evaporate. No long-term future for the Christian who's just like, I can do this. You can't. We might try to continue on our own strength. We might continue to, uh, our lives to, to, to try and live in the strength of our character. Perhaps you're a very charming person, a very convincing person. And you, you get through life just because you're, you're a likable person. Well, that's not going to keep you going in the Christian life. We might try to continue to live our, our lives in slavish obedience to an unrelenting diary. I know what I'm going to do in 2024. I'm just going to do what it says in my diary. Well, that's a pretty grim reality, isn't it? We can do better than that. We can continue to live in him. We might, frankly, be tempted in 24, 2024 to back off. Perhaps we started in Christ. And we might be thinking, 2024, I could do with it being a bit further away from him, frankly. It's causing me some trouble. But actually, the Lord is saying to us, Keep, continue to live your lives in him. In him. Now, I wonder what 
what, what that's saying to you this morning. How are you going to continue in 2024 in the Lord? What is, what is he calling you, for example, to submit to as his lordship right now? What is the thing where he's saying, this needs to be sorted out. You need to go my way. And you're like, oh, Lord, I'm not sure I can really cope with that. Or what area of life are you tempted to just exclude him, just ignore him, just think he's not there and he needs to loom larger? We'll think a little bit more about that in a moment. But just before we go on, let's not miss the second part of that doesn't make sense without the first part, okay? To say you have to keep going only makes sense if you've already started. And I think for many people, the, the totally baffling thing about the Christian faith is trying to keep going when you're not even sure whether you were committed at the beginning. So perhaps there are some people here this, this morning, you, you, the reality is you haven't started the Christian life. And it's really important for you not to hear, keep going. Don't keep going. Stop. Receive the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord. If that's a totally new idea for you, you've never thought about it, or you've tried it a million times, but frankly, today you realize, I don't really know what that means. I would love to talk to you about that. If you'd like to just research that a bit more, think about that a bit more, come and join us in our Hope Explored course starting in the new year. I'll share more details of that later. So that's keep going. We need to keep going. Next, we need to keep growing. So then, just as you receive Jesus Christ as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. To continue to live our lives with Jesus as Lord in 2024, we need to keep growing. Now, uh, sorry, uh, Chris, oh, yes, very good, Christmas tree base. Right, now, uh, some of you I shared with um, at the uh, uh, Carols by Candlelight that we've had some We've had some issues with our Christmas tree um, solidity this year, shall we just say. The Christmas tree has fallen over 10, 12 times. Yeah. And um, the, the real reason, the problem with it, that the Christmas tree shares, actually, with all other Christmas trees, is that it has no roots, right? It has no roots. It's an incredibly tall piece of kit, but instead of in nature, where it would have huge roots underneath here, it has absolutely nothing. It just has this flimsy little base, and these things are sort of lifted up, and so our one just constantly would fall over. Now, that's okay for a Christmas tree. I don't really want it to be rooted into our floor. Um, But for us as Christians, this is no good. But some of us try. We try to look all glorious on the outside with absolutely no root underneath, nothing anchored. Hey, if you carry on like that, you're going to fall over. Not necessarily today, but eventually you will. And if you keep going like that for 10, 15, 20 years, eventually your Christian life is just a totally kind of hollowed out, crispy, dry, and frankly, relatively droopy and miserable affair. We need to be rooted. We need to be rooted. What direction do trees grow? True question. Up and down. That's it. Up and down. And actually, isn't that something, isn't that something to, to learn from? As Christians, we think, uh, what, which way do we grow as Christians? Up, you know, more mature, all the rest. But also down. Also down. If we don't grow roots into Jesus, as this verse cont- uh, encourages us, we, we can't grow up in maturity and effectiveness as Christians either. So we need to grow up. We need to mature in faith. Um, but we also need to grow down into the same gospel that we received. 
And, you know, the Colossians that Paul was writing to, they perhaps were tempted to think, ah, forget that stuff, that simple stuff that we heard ages ago. That, that, that's behind. He's saying, no, no, come back. Come back. You don't need something more advanced. You don't need something more clever. It's fine to explore your faith and push the boundaries and so forth. But actually, the most important thing you need to explore is the basics of where you started. Grow deeper into what you already know, deeper into Jesus. So here's my question to you for 2024. How are you going to keep growing in 2024? How are you going to nurture your roots? Have you got uh, opportunity in your family to have family devotions, sit together around the Bible, pray together? Uh, Do you have time for personal prayer? Uh, Perhaps it's a year where you could set aside some time to go on retreat. Not all of us can do that. Uh, You know, a few days away somewhere, peace and quiet, and just really going to seek God, pray, uh, look for his guidance. And what is the Lord growing in you? What is the Lord growing in you? Here's a list of the things that he is committed to growing in us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. If you're a gardener, you know what it takes to grow things carefully. If you're a builder, you know what it takes to build things up. That's the kind of metaphor that the Lord has in mind for you. He's growing those things in you. How will they grow in 2024? So keep uh, growing. And then finally, keep glowing. Keep glowing. Uh, Now, uh, there's a slight disconnect between my heading and my metaphor here, but never mind. Okay, so this is a lovely verse. And it finishes with a powerful image, overflowing with thankfulness. Now, those of you who've been around for a while know that I love this particular illustration. I use it for all sorts of things. But it's just so powerful, isn't it? The the verse says, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in faith, as you were taught, overflowing with thankfulness. The Lord wants us to overflow with thankfulness. That is, that his grace and love are poured into our lives so deeply and so consistently that eventually they overflow with gratitude. Now, I hope this is you. And if it isn't, this is, this is an aspiration for the year ahead. That the Lord would keep pouring his grace into our lives and that we would keep overflowing. Now, notice, if you take that away, it stops pretty quickly. We need the, Lord's, the flow, flow of the Lord's grace to keep going so that we would overflow with thankfulness. I wonder how you can nurture that kind of thankfulness. We've had a chance to do it now. By the way, if you'd like to hang around at the end and just have a look at some of these, that is an incredibly encouraging thing to do, just as a testimony of the Lord's faithfulness to so many people's lives. But perhaps there are other places. Just thinking back to what the Lord has done for you on the cross and when he rose again. Think about the way that he reaches out to you, even in your sin, even in my sin, and says, I want to be with you. I want a relationship with you. And the many other ways in which we can remember that we are grateful and indebted to him. So I'll tell you what, let's close our our time together by just saying this verse one more time. We're going to say it together. We're going to say it slowly. Let's have it up on the screen if we can. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Emmanuel Croydon podcast. For more information about our church and everything we have going on, visit our website 
emmanuelcroydon.org.uk. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram to see and hear what's going on in the life of our church. God bless you and have a wonderful week. Thank you.